0: Welcome to Massive Late Fee, and now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance Carol. How are you doing today, Carol?
1: Hey, what's up? No, it just been
0: a good week here. It is April 18th, 1998. We've been quite busy. I would
1: yeah. say. I feel like I haven't seen you the last few days, honestly.
0: Lots of doings going on here at the old homestead. And and, and just many things were in the process of setting up special stuff for, for you, yeah, uh, yeah. our it's wonderful exciting. viewers, listeners. Uh, Soon to be viewers. Right. Well, maybe. Um. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've got things going on. Anyway, Uh. We did watch a movie, but I've got some some news stories to get into first, Carol. Carol. Mark. Do you remember
1: the love boat? No, Grandpa. Exciting and new. I mean, am I aware it existed? The love boat. Do I remember <laughs> it? No. It's
0: not that old. It's 70s. Oh, come on. 70s.
1: It's older than me. You think so? Yeah.
0: Well, we don't know, do we? Or a different age. I know.
1: Uh, <laughs> anyway, there's going to
0: be a new Love Boat. Love Boat, The Next Wave. Oh, wow. Get it? Mm. Uh, Robert Uric, uh from Las Vegas uh, anchors the new cast of Love Boat, The Next Wave in his role as Captain Jim Kennedy III. Sounds like the most pretentious boat out there. But it's, you know, you know what the love boat is. It's all about, it's like a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. So it's all about cruising and getting love.
1: <laughs> Goodness. Make it sound so dirty.
0: Well, sometimes it was dirty. But series premiere uh, this week uh, on Channel 50 UPN. Proving that some ships are more unsinkable than others, the love boat is returning for a second television cruise. The first question that comes to mind, Why?
1: <laughs> that is a question
0: it's a lot of fun and a lot it's a lot of sun and a lot of fun it's a great setting says UPN president Dean Valentine I can just see this dude it's like sitting behind a desk with a polka dotted suit just like a, polka it's a dotted lot of fun and suit. a lot of sun
1: wow that is quite the picture you're painting yeah uh,
0: whose network is the Little Boat the next wave the next question is is the theme song the same Okay, we confess, we like the bouncy little tune, just as we accepted the for the 1977-1986 series. For what it was, cute, predictable, and as easy to swallow as a pina colada served up on the upper deck. <laughs> now comes the next wave, starring Robert York as Captain Jim Kennedy, Phil Morris, son of the late Greg Morris of Mission Impossible, as the chief purser, and Joan Severance as the security director.
1: Uh... What happened? It's Did gr- it become a serial killer show?
0: It is, actually, yes. It's about <laughs> a serial killer aboard a cruise ship. Okay. The next wave. It, it means every time there's a wave, he kills someone.
1: All right. That's going to be one busy killer. Right? The Love Boat.
0: I hope they don't keep the same theme. But so you never really watched The Love Boat, huh?
1: I mean, like, I think I might have caught a rerun here or there, maybe, but... Captain Steubing and
0: Charo and all those people.
1: I don't know who those people are, now. Sorry. Oh, what's his
0: name? Isaac, the bartender. Hey. <laughs> that guy. Double guns. Um, Yeah, it's a pretty shitty movie. Or, I mean, not a TV show. And yet,
1: they're bringing it back.
0: Yeah. I, I believe it was... Uh, uh, We do 90210, in case you guys don't know. We do a show where we cover 90210 which is a show I'm not created by but produced by Aaron Spelling, I believe. Right. I, I believe Aaron Spelling also produced The Love Boat. I mean,
1: he famously
0: did Charlie's Angels, but he was into a lot of TV stuff in the 70s and I think he did The Love Boat.
1: Well, I mean Charlie's Angels was good, right?
0: Uh I mean to find
1: good. I don't, I don't know. I didn't watch
0: it. It was I, I liked uh I liked Kate Jackson the Brainy Angel. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was I don't know. It
1: she was, like Dharma,
0: yeah, more than Daphne, yeah, <laughs> jinkies. Um, but speaking of love or like or whatever, does anyone out there love Michael Moore?
1: Uh, the filmmaker.
0: Yes, you know him. Good, uh, Moore still singing the blue collar blues. Filmmaker insists economy isn't so great. The Dow is past nine thousand. Unemployment is lower than it's been in decades, and Michael Moore is Columbus can be even after a night at the Ritz. What is this guy's problem? Um, what's the problem? It's the recovery, stupid. The filmmaker says it's all built on a house of cards. One huff and puff, and he warns, and it'll all fall down. Interesting. So he thinks that our economic recovery is is on a house of cards, and it's ready to collapse.
1: He sounds like a fun guy.
0: Right. Moore gained fame with Roger and Me, his irreverent 1989 documentary in which he stalked then General Motors Corp. Chief Roger Smith in a futile quest to get him to come see the devastating impact of auto plant closings in Moore's hometown of Flint. His new film, The Big One. Michigan? Yeah. Huh, you didn't, didn't know he was from Michigan. You didn't know he was from Michigan? No. He famously wears a fucking, like... Red Wings or Detroit Tigers cap all the time. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, his new film, The Big One, his puckish proposal for a punchy new name for the United States, has a simple message. What happened to Flint was no fluke. The movie begins showing in the Detroit area April 24th. Maybe we'll see it. Maybe. The Big One. That's his, his idea for naming the United States. Hmm.
1: That sounds dumb. Yep. <laughs> Any other opinions? Um I don't think we're gonna do the documentary.
0: Oh, you don't wanna watch it?
1: I don't know. I mean I mean I will if you really want to, but it doesn't sound great.
0: I don't know. Speaking of not sounding great, there's a new a new kid show out there. Holy Tomato. See how see that headline? I see you looking at the headline. See how that headline says Holy Tomato? Uh huh. The characters in Veggie Tales videos get their religious message across with attitude, not platitudes.
1: Oh my God, my little niece and nephew have watched this show. But veggie Tales, Veggie Tales. Is
0: that how it goes? Yeah. I am not familiar with it.
1: It's not good. <laughs>
0: Uh, but what I, I so it's called Veggie Tales, right? Uh
1: huh. Um, None of them are actual
0: vegetables. Well, here's the thing. So there's Bob the Tomato, right? Who is a fruit, right? There is Larry the eggplant or whatever, mm-hmm. also a fruit. <laughs> They're actually both berries, by the way. <laughs> um, this should be called Berry Tales. Because they're mostly berries. Uh, it looks Freeze. just like another glitzy kid's cartoon. There's a wise-cracking tomato, a silly cucumber, an asparagus family. Asparagus hurt at least. Uh, vegetables. A whole crew of engaging squeaky voice garden creatures. There's plenty of the usual Saturday morning slapstick, too. Pratt falls and sight gags and all manner of vaudevillian shtick. But if you stop long enough to listen to what VeggieTales has to say, there's something distinctly different unfolding.
1: Is this on public television?
0: It's a cult. I don't know. Uh, Bob the Tomato talks about the importance of generosity, about being kind, about keeping an open mind, about God. It's stunning. Now, what the Tomato has to say is so shocking. It's just in a world where children's entertainment is dominated by snarkiness and high decibel hoopla and unabashed commercial buckstering. VeggieTales has co opted the slick, sharp edged wit of commercial television to deliver unap- unapologetically Christian entertainment. Uh, I think they're just tapes that they sell. I don't know if they're on okay. actual television.
1: That makes more sense because it seems like... Not familiar. I don't think like all parents would appreciate that on their Saturday morning cartoons. You don't think so? I don't.
0: Some people wouldn't like the word of God. Correct. Some people don't believe in God.
1: That's right. That's what I'm saying. Some people... Believe in God, but not Christ. So, you know, yeah, Jews and uh, Wiccans and uh, pagans and uh, Buddhists. <laughs> if you're a
0: Wiccan out there, late fee 1994 at Let us hear from you. Do you hate Veggie tales?
1: <laughs> Do you want your children watching Veggie Tales?
0: How is it not like it should be like uh Oh, that was Dragon Tales. Remember that? Dragon Tales, Dragon Tales.
1: No. Oh, okay. But it's such a weird show that none of them have arms. They're just running around with like a jacket and a hat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am not familiar with it at all, but
1: <laughs> Be glad.
0: Alright, well, I am glad uh, But you know what else I'm not glad about Or what? I am glad about? We'll what? find out later Is uh, the movie we watched this week Okay We watched you the, What? Yeah, we watched you You are the object of my affection
1: We watched and we watched uh, the
0: object of my affection Exactly
1: <laughs> With Jennifer Aniston Yeah Jennifer Aniston is awesome
0: Is Jennifer Aniston the object of your affection?
1: No Okay, I do not have a crush on her
0: no she's 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 pretty, yeah,
1: but she's not like sexy she, yeah no not at all Mm-mm. she's cute, yeah, she's cute, she's like little sister cute and in this movie, she's annoying as fuck
0: in this movie, I think she's supposed to be our protagonist, <laughs> <laughs> but she is almost the villain in this movie.
1: She's very um, selfish and unlikable.
0: Yeah, really is. And then uh, also starring in this movie is Paltifer Rudd. Paul Rudd? Paul Rudder. Is oh, it, God. It's his full name, but he shortened it to Paul Rudd.
1: Okay, there you go.
0: He <laughs> was in Romeo plus Juliet. Oh, yeah. He was Paris, I believe.
1: Yeah.
0: The, the one everyone wanted.
1: Yeah, he was douchey.
0: And he was also in Clueless.
1: Yes, he was better in Clueless. I liked that. Uh,
0: I kind of like him. Yeah. I have to say.
1: Yeah, he's a really good actor.
0: And he plays a gaman in, in this movie, and I appreciate that he doesn't play into stereotypes.
1: Yeah, he's not like flamboyant or you know overtly he plays a human, homosexual he plays a human
0: being who happens to be gay exactly and that's i like that yeah this movie i think is fairly good at portraying homosexual relationships sure and homosexual people as people at with that with normal relationships
1: yeah i think that most of the characters in this movie are fairly realistic people
0: Yes, I agree. I think it's based on a book. Hmm. I believe I saw that in the credits. I haven't read the book, and I'm not familiar with it, but I'm almost positive I saw it was based on a book in the credits. Uh, But, yeah, so the story of the object of my affection is that Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd both work with children.
1: Yeah, well, she's a social worker in Brooklyn, Working with kids doing, like, it looks like group therapy at a community center.
0: The kids are, I believe, played by actual children yes. of the age. Because I think they're supposed to be, like, maybe 14, like, early teens,
1: I right, think. Right, yeah.
0: But I, I would thought, hope. <laughs> I thought they were, like, nine.
1: <laughs> it was a little shocking hearing the conversation coming out of their mouths.
0: Right, because every time you see, like, a 14 or a 15-year-old... In a movie, they're being played by a twenty-year-old. Right. So they looked younger than I th- that I think they were supposed to be because I think they were the age they were supposed to be. But yeah, the, this one girl's talking about how this guy wants to have sex with her, and she's she's like, I don't know, are you going to give it up? And they're like, I don't know. And like, they're talking very raunchily about this. Yeah,
1: very, very. Uh, and I was like, oh, oh my stars! Very matter of fact for right? little children. And then she's all like, well, if it was me, I would do this. And it's like, I don't know, the not the advice you'd expect an adult to give a kid in that situation Mm -hmm. where she's just like, well, do you like him? Do you do you want to like not not like, well, you shouldn't because that's what mostly, you know, I think adults would say in that situation. Sure. But I mean, I guess she's being a good social worker, though.
0: Is she? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean social workers are supposed to help people come to their own decisions instead of telling them what their decision should be.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: But a child about to have sex seems like a little, I don't know. I mean, if they're,
0: if she's like 15 or whatever and the other guy and the guy's like 22, I mean, I guess <laughs> it's fine. I don't know.
1: I don't think you'd know better happening. than anything.
0: No, I think they're supposed to both be about the same age. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I guess spoiler for this girl's storyline: she does have sex with the guy, and then the next day he's with some other girl.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty realistic too for
0: teenagers. Yeah, especially in Brooklyn.
1: And Jennifer, no offense, Brooklyn, if anyone who lives in Brooklyn, <laughs> right. And Jennifer Aniston's just like, you know, well, I call the shots. Like, that, that's her main message to these girls is just make sure you're in control. Be empowered, yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's that empowered.
0: No. No, I don't either. She's being led around. But we juxtapose this with Paul Rudd working with, like, kindergartners or
1: whatever. First grade. First grade, yeah. First
0: graders putting on a play, The Little Mermaid.
1: Was it the Little Mermaid? Okay. Yeah,
0: sea urchin and you know, under the sea and all that stuff.
1: But yeah, it's very cute.
0: Yeah, he's very good with them. And they're they're I think it's supposed to be kind of juxtaposing the two different worlds they're in too, honestly.
1: Yeah. A little bit. Because
0: he's working in a private school and working with privileged kids and
1: She's working with kids that mm-hmm. are not so privileged. Yeah. I mean, he's working with
0: Alan Alda's kid, you know, and he's got MASH money, so (laughs) this guy's fucking loaded.
1: So he's looking for his boyfriend who's not there.
0: Yeah, Tim Daly of Wings fame. Mm -mm. This is his boyfriend. Either Brian or Joe Hackett. I can't remember which is which. I'm pretty sure it's Brian.
1: You're so good at remembering who people are. Yeah. Not me. I know Jennifer Anderson, that's about it.
0: She plays Rachel Exactly. The Friends.
1: That is why I know her. But um his boyfriend shows up in a fucking like cab at the end of the play. Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean it's not even at the end of the play. The play's over. Yeah, he's Everyone's like leaving walking out.
1: <laughs> he's just like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: My name's Doctor Jolie and everyone calls me Jolie for some reason.
1: So is Dr. Jolie supposed to be, like, a medical doctor?
0: No, no. I thought that at first because I didn't really explain. But I think he has a PhD in, like, musical theater or something. Oh, and- I, I, he's a critic, I think. I think he, or no, well, he's a writer. Uh, but I think he, he talks a lot about, he, he the, the one thing that they go to, the symposium or whatever, he's talking a lot about musical theater and adaptations of Shakespeare's plays and, and things like that. So I think he has a PhD either in literature or, you know, theater or something like that, or both.
1: So these two men are invited to a dinner after this with one of the kid's parents who are super rich. Yeah,
0: Alan Alda and uh, I can't remember the other, the, his wife's name. But she's she's been in some things. Yeah, I've I seen like her. her.
1: Um, but yeah, so they, they insist on, go, like, the boyfriend insists that they go, the ga- even though he wanted to spend the night talking to him and stuff, and right. it's like, hmm, something's up.
0: Alan Alda is like a publisher, so he plays, I can't remember his name, so he's just Alan Alda, uh, but the actor Alan Alda is also a publisher, and <laughs> he keeps name-dropping things like, uh, oh, we just got, uh... You know Oprah's new book, or uh, we just met with uh, Colin Powell. Yeah, he's like, I remember Bill Styron lived in a place like this, and it's like, yeah, you're on first name basis where you're on nickname basis with William Styron, (laughs) author of Sophie's Choice.
1: So when they get to this, you know, fancy ass dinner party, and our what's the guy's name? Like the main character,
0: Paul Rudd.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Paul Rudd and Jennifer (laughs) Aniston. Get sat next to each other. I
0: think his name's Charles or something like that, or... Uh, I don't know. Her name's Nicole or something?
1: God, you would think that we'd write down some names before we sit down, wouldn't
0: you? <laughs> I mean, it's Jennifer Aniston of Ball Run.
1: Yeah. Um, and it turns out, like, they're probably the only two people there that aren't rich. Um, yeah. but 100%. Oh no, it's not him and Jennifer Anderson. It's Jennifer Anderson and his boyfriend. Well that's who are sitting well, together. Okay.
0: Yes, they're sitting together at the table. Uh when they're when they have the actual dinner. Oh my god, stop looking at me like
1: that. What? You're looking, looking at you? me like
0: a deer in headlights while I'm trying to describe the thing and you're making me nervous. I'm sorry. Um I know you don't remember anything, but it's okay.
1: I do remember. <laughs> I remember. That afterwards, like, Jennifer Aniston's talking to Paul Rudd, and she's yes. like, oh, your boyfriend said you're looking for a place because they live together. Yes. And, like, how do you hear that from a person? Why would you think that's appropriate? Like, the whole thing was weird. She thought he knew.
0: She didn't say, oh, your boyfriend said you're going to be looking for a place because he's breaking up with you. Fuck you. And then gave him two uh, <laughs> no.
1: fingers. No.
0: She was like... Well, you know, uh, I have a spare room or whatever you can move into, like in Brooklyn. And he's like, "Oh, well, okay." And she's like, <laughs> or he said, she says something. She's like, "I live in Brooklyn. There's there's good places there." And he's like, eh, "Okay." And she's like, "You know, if you're looking, you know, for for a place, a new place." And he's like, "Oh, I live with, you know, Jolie, Doctor Jolie." Yeah. And she's like, "We say he said you were going to be looking for a new place though." And then she can see on his face, she's like, oh, my God, you didn't know that.
1: Like, that's so stupid, though, too, for Jolie to, like, tell her that before he broke up with him.
0: Yeah, he's a fucking asshole. Like, why?
1: Why would you do that? I don't
0: know. I'd love love a movie about Dr. Jolie, to be (laughs) honest with you, to break down the psychology of this fucking pretentious piece of shit. Right. Because we don't spend enough time on him at all. No. In this movie.
1: Well, and when they break up, like, I mean, he's he's been cheating on Paul Rudd. Yes. He is just a complete douche
0: about With it. one of his students. Yeah. Creepy. Ugh. He's like, I'm turning 40. God forbid. And, and my little brother is dating a hot redhead. What? From Wings. Um, oh. <laughs> and, yeah, so he's he's freaking out.
1: So, like, they break up, and the next thing you know, Paul Rudd's moving in with Jennifer Anderson. Yeah, now, he actually
0: goes through with it.
1: Who would do that? That's that a weird move. That was a
0: Jennifer Aniston delivery.
1: Who? <laughs>
0: <laughs> How does she talk? She's like, well, I'm you know,
1: like, she's got that,
0: that, that, do it. Do your Jennifer Aniston.
1: I, I don't do a Jennifer Aniston. Do
0: your impersonation. Come on. Everyone's willing willing to hear it here.
1: Um... I don't know. I don't do impersonation. Oh, so you're not of, you. You're
0: kind of there though. <laughs> okay, you know, like she's, she's all tight-lipped and stuff like that. Sure. Anyway, so go ahead. Who would who would do this?
1: It just seems very weird that he's moving in with this complete stranger, and it's not like I mean they both have grown-up jobs. It's not like he's unemployed and has nowhere to go and needs like help. Right. Like just find an apartment.
0: Well, apartments on your own in New York can be expensive.
1: Okay. But I mean like was she actively looking for a roommate? No. I think she kinda was. I guess. I mean like her boyfriend was upset because he wants to move in with her.
0: Ira from uh Man You Value is
1: upset. <laughs> he is a like pro bono lawyer or whatever. What do they not pro bono, what do they call it? Like uh
0: Pro bono is the term.
1: Is it? Okay. But I don't
0: I don't know that he only does pro bono work. He might. Well,
1: but. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to help people. She's trying to help people. Like, they both seem yes. like decent people. Here's the thing.
0: Their relationship on paper makes 100% sense. Right. They're both, like you said, they're both trying to help people. They're both for the little guy, you know. Like, people that go into social work, and I, and I would assume people that go into pro bono law work, have similar mindsets about making the world a better place and and stuff like that so on paper they make perfect sense but in reality at least in the reality of this movie they do not
1: no she doesn't really seem to like him
0: no she doesn't you're right she doesn't love him for sure i mean at one point paul rudd asks her if she loves him and he's like and she goes um
1: yeah. You know, like Yeah, it took it a is long not time. Not the way
0: you would say you love somebody.
1: No. No, no, no. And like, I think he loves her.
0: I, oh, a hundred percent.
1: I mean I know he wants to like live with her and stuff, so
0: He loves her and it's it's one of those situations that happens sometimes in relationships where the one, one person likes the other one a lot more.
1: It's it's kinda sad to watch. It's it was a hard watch their relationship. <laughs>
0: This whole movie was a hard watch, really.
1: Yeah. So she ends up pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she's not sure what she's gonna do about it. She goes to the school and interrupts uh Paul Rudd's class to, yeah. you know, talk to him about it, which I think is kind of crazy. Like right there, that's when I think everything kind of goes off kilter, where it's like this is her problem, and instead of dealing it with like an adult, she's interrupting his life to help her deal with it.
0: Well, we get a montage before this of them because they're strangers. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When it starts out, they are. But they do. They become really good friends yeah. really fast.
0: We get a montage of them, like, you know, and, and, and Ira from Man About You is all kind of like, I mean, he's a little, like, you can tell he's a little threatened and stuff like yeah. that. But Paul Red's gay, so it's like, whatever. And, but you can see, like, Jennifer Aniston, like, falling for him. Mm-hmm. She's doing all the couple things with him except sex
1: yeah they're going to dance class together Mm -hmm. and they like snuggle and watch movies and
0: yeah they're like they're getting really close to, to each other
1: and yeah she tells him first yeah first person she tells she's pregnant it's weird like why would you not tell the dad but she waits to tell the dad she waits a long time she doesn't even talk to him after she found out she's pregnant for like three weeks yeah. What the fuck? She That's
0: stops calling him.
1: crazy person behavior. Mm-hmm. That's not fair to him. Like he didn't do anything wrong. And
0: she's like, I, she says it sounds reasonable at first. Cause she's like, Oh, he's, he, he'll like force me into, you know, doing something or like force me into, I, I need to know what I'm going to do before I come to him. Otherwise I'm going to end up doing what he wants to do, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, fair, I guess. Um, but after a couple days or a few days, she goes to Paul Rudd and she's like, I've decided. And he was like, well, I'll take you anywhere you need to go. And she's, <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to have the baby. And he's like, oh, yeah. Um, but uh, so she decides to have the baby and she says, I don't want him. I don't want the, the father, Ira. She's like, I don't I don't love him. I don't, I'm not going to marry him. I don't want him to raise the baby with me. I want you to raise the baby with me.
1: That's like insanity. She's an insane person. Yes, but also just
0: monumentally selfish. Very, very selfish. Because essentially what you're saying to it, I was was terrified to this entire movie. That they were going to be like, oh, but he's gay as a choice. So he's going to choose to be straight or whatever, you know. Um, But they, like, he's gay. So if they raise this child together,
1: does his life just end? Well, I mean, okay. They could handle it different ways. They never clearly talk anything out is the problem. But, like, they could have, you know a basically like a marriage family unit and then also see people on the side for sex. They could I, do that.
0: Sure, but is that what he wants? Like I and and because you can't you can't form a relationship with another guy as a gay man if you have Jennifer Aniston and her kid. Cuz think about all the baggage that brings into that relationship. I'm going to start a relationship with you. I'm also living with and going to raise this child and I'm We're never going to move in together and you can't move in here. This is my home. You know, like that. It doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I mean, he wouldn't be able to be in a real relationship with somebody else. He'd just be able to be, you know, having sex, I think.
0: Well, okay. I mean, I guess if, if that's what he wanted, maybe they could have done it that way.
1: But I mean, like they're meeting each other's relationship needs other than sex. Yes. Really? Yes. So I mean, I don't know. I I think it could have been doable, but it's not what he wanted, obviously. Well,
0: it's not what Jennifer Aniston wanted either. No. Jennifer Aniston wanted the whole kitten caboodle. She
1: wants yeah, she and she tries to force that on him, which is not fair or right. In a very manipulative way. Like, you know, they're talking about sex and they're snuggling and then all of a sudden she's just getting her hands down his pants. Like mm-hmm. that's not what you do to a person. That's your friend right. who told you he, he's gay.
0: Yeah. He.
1: What happens is he
0: reveals at one point he had sex with a woman.
1: I think after, it's the same conversation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
0: after prom. And all of a sudden, she's like, she's like a fucking cat that just saw a mouse. Right. Or like <laughs> a shark that smelled a drop of blood in the water. So her eyes got all big and she's like, oh, yeah, you've done it with a woman before.
1: <laughs> she's like, you're going to do she it
0: again. She's going to fuck him straight.
1: <clears throat>
0: and it's like, maybe he's bisexual, or maybe he was trying really hard to be heterosexual. Yeah. Because that's, I think a lot of people go through that.
1: Well, who was it? Was it her, her, her rich stepsister or whatever? Yes. Who's like, oh, they all have sex with a girl in high school. Right. They all try it in high school. Yeah.
0: That's what she said, which is a generalization, but probably fairly accurate especially for you know like if if let's assume Paul Rudd was in high school like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. so from from 10 years ago probably pretty because I think it's more acceptable to be gay now in the mid 80s it was much less acceptable to be gay right and then before that even less acceptable to to be gay so I think going back I think the farther you go back in time the more likelihood that a gay person at least tried to be with a woman.
1: But, like, it did seem like it was working. Like, he was getting a little bit into it. Um, I think
0: something like that can work short term.
1: Right. But, then the phone rang. And it was Jolie.
0: This was dumb, too. Yes.
1: But it's so such weird timing. But, yeah. So, Jolie calls and invites him to go on a trip. And he agrees. Like, you guys broke up. And what he cheated you on
0: you. What the fuck? Don't go back with this guy. Yeah. But I think this was him missing his old life. Yeah. Missing being gay. Not being in a relationship with a woman.
1: Right. And he even lies to her and says it's his brother at first. But
0: then he changes
1: his mind. What do you think that's about? Like
0: I don't know. His, his brother, who's a serial engager.
1: <laughs> yeah. But he does get married. Eventually. Played by Steve Zaha so she's really like hurt and upset because he's you know going on this trip with his ex and he didn't fuck her like she wanted right um but she she ends up to talking to the dad before that happens i think what dad what dad the baby's dad oh okay. ira yeah sure and um you know, telling him that she's pregnant and they try to make it work. Or is that after? I guess it's after.
0: Yeah, that's after. Yeah. I don't even remember them necessarily trying to make it work. No,
1: they were. Like, they were together. Like, they were talking like they're together. He's talking about um, they have a sonogram in the morning and all that. Like, you know, they're having morning sickness. It sounds like some time had gone by. Like, they've been, like, she's bigger
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. I think they tried to get back, you know, like get together because yeah, 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 right. he was like all excited about the baby. Mhm. So, and I don't think Paul Rudd was living with her anymore. He wasn't. No, he wasn't. Yeah. So, they were trying to be a family.
0: Yeah.
1: But it she wasn't working. Was yet. miserable because he he would be a fine person with anybody else. Uh-huh but not with her saying like he's uh, having morning sickness too and stuff. Like I yeah. think some guys think that's like sympathetic or whatever.
0: But it's dumb.
1: Yeah. Well, it's kind of stealing her thunder. You think so? <laughs> don't you? I guess.
0: I don't. I never thought about it, but I won't do that with you. So okay, if you ever get pregnant,
1: <laughs> well, I would appreciate that.
0: Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know. So, then eventually, uh, eventually the the end. The, she breaks up with Ira again, mm-hmm. and he's
1: really mean to her.
0: Yeah, they turn him into a comical villain for one scene, and then I guess all is forgiven.
1: Well, because she's like freaking out. She's like, "You got to get me out of here." So Paul Rudd takes her out of the room, and he's like, "You know what? I accept. I'm going to raise the baby with you." Yeah, and so then she basically tells uh, Paul Rudd, not Paul Rudd, tells Ira that that's what's happening. And that's, you know, I mean, he's really upset. Yeah. He said some shit. I'd be upset too. But so
0: at the end of the movie, fast forward to the end of the movie. Well, what happens is so uh, he goes on the thing with Jolie and ends up finding this the uh, another guy that he kind of falls yeah. for, who's also with an older gay gentleman.
1: Yeah, what was up with that relationship? Were they actually together?
0: They were kind of together. Like, it seemed like one of those situations where he was an older man and he, it made him feel younger or better or whatever to have a a younger, you know, person. Sure. And so in order to facilitate that because, you know, he wasn't good looking enough or whatever, who knows, because he's older. Um, he gave him a place to stay, and you know, like
1: he's taking care of him. Yeah, and
0: and so in exchange, they're kind of they're not really together, but they're kind of together.
1: Do you think they're having sex? Because it didn't seem like there was any sexualness there.
0: I think they were having sex before Paul Rudd came into the picture, hmm. and then after that, like there is there is a very a very good editing moment uh, where. <laughs> He, he's come back, the older guy, he's, he's a critic, a, uh, a theater critic. He comes back to his apartment, realizes that his, you know, erstwhile lover or whatever is in there with Paul Rudd and casually mentions that he knows someone's in there. Oh, he's left his knapsack here, you know, like, and they come out and everything, they have this conversation and he's like, I'm going to go, you know, with uh, Paul Rudd for a little bit. He's like, okay. And then they leave, and instead of, the, the door closes, instead of cutting, they stay on him for just a beat or two longer, and you can see the, just the sadness yeah. in his face. He actually later, when he's talking to Jennifer Aniston, because they they invite them over for Thanksgiving dinner, uh, he gives us the title of the film, and he yep. says, uh, it's a sad thing when the object of our affection doesn't feel the same way or or something like that. Um, because it's something they're both going through. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston is now see this whole situation worked until one of them wanted something more. Right. And then actually Jennifer Aniston wanted something more from him and he wanted something more from a guy. Right. Um, and then it kind of starts to fall apart, and there's a lot of resentment, and she gets very angry at him for being never around and stuff like that,
1: yeah, well, she didn't even realize something was going on with Paul Rudd and this other dude' because he wasn't being honest with her right and then at the Thanksgiving dinner, this older guy says to her, like mm-hmm. you know, oh, you know, us being in the room next door when they're together, it's awful, you know, and right. she's like, "What you know, right. um." And then he says to her, "You know, think about who's at your Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. You're the only woman. Yeah, you're the m- only practicing heterosexual. Right. And uh, what happens
0: when all the men find other men?
1: He's like, don't don't set up your life so that you're alone in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Which was really good advice. Oh yeah. Um, but it kind of ruins her. I think he broke her brain. Like she just gets psycho mad after that." <laughs>
0: She really does. And she she just rants and raves at Paul Rudd about how that she wanted him and everything.
1: Yeah, but it's like, I mean, she has no room to be angry because they weren't committed like that. And he's gay. <laughs> yes. I mean, just because he agreed to raise a child with her, though, they didn't say, hey, we're not going to sleep with other people. Right. I don't know. She, I, she yeah, she is, I don't like, I don't really like her.
0: No, I don't like her character either. <laughs> So we get to the end of the movie and it turns out that Paul Rudd is now working at a, like a, I don't know, a, uh, a charter
1: school. Like no, to, it's the same school. Is it? He's the principal. Oh, he got okay. promoted to principal. It's the same school.
0: Okay, gotcha. Um, but he's working there and uh, Jennifer Anderson's with this police officer that she met. Yeah. Uh, Ira's with someone else or whatever, but he's, he's friendly with her, you know, so they're like together. I mean, they're not together. They're raising their child. Anyway. Yeah, they're raising their child together, but she's dating somebody else. Um, Paul Rudd's dating the the guy that he liked
1: who's still with the older The older gentleman still there. Yeah. As part of this whole thing. Is it like and, a three-person thing now? Like, I don't know. Yeah, that was weird. I he shouldn't have been there. <sighs>
0: he was he seems closer with Jennifer Aniston and her new boyfriend though. Like, I think he was getting companionship from them. Okay. Because she was like, oh, you know, come over for dinner. And he's like, oh, you've had me over for dinner like three nights already this week. You two should be alone or whatever. And the, and he's, and the guy's like, no, no, we love having you over and stuff. So yeah. I think that it was more. To, so to sum up, it, it, that's kind of where I'm going. Like, Sorry. We, we've gotten to the whole, I mean, not to completely sum up, but like to talk in generalities about what we thought. I think the movie is trying to be about not alternative families necessarily, but the complexities of relationships and the many different types of relationships there are and the many different types of love that people can have for each other.
1: Right. Well, like the little girls talking about, oh, I was the luckiest kid because I had all these people there to see me and, mm. you know, and she does. She has yeah. a lot of support. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it was a weird journey. I
0: didn't necessarily dislike the movie, but there are, there are things that Jennifer Aniston's, Jennifer Aniston's character really bothers me. Yeah. And... There are, there are a few portrayals of homosexuality that like, I think are a little weird at times. But for the most part, I like the way that it deals with the different kinds of relationships. Sure. I don't know that I fully understand what it's trying to say exactly, though. Okay. Like, what do you think the point of of the movie is? I mean, is it the different types of love that can exist? And, you know, there's no one size fits all kind of thing.
1: I mean, does it have to have a moral? I mean, I thought it was just an interesting story.
0: I think everything is about something. I don't think even even bad movies, I think, are about something. Or they're trying to be about something. I don't think anyone sits down and writes and it's just like, I mean, people will write. I like the stuff I write. I write to entertain people. But there's uh, also a point of view behind it. Right. I think there's a point of view behind everything. So. I
1: don't know. I mean, I guess. so. yeah. Different relationships. I know. I know. Shut off. No, I just like, I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking about like, I don't know what the point of the movie was either.
0: I think it's supposed to be about the different types of relationships. That's my, that's my theory. Okay. But I mean, do you, do you think it, do you think this is a happy ending?
1: I thought it was, yeah. Because the little girl feels loved and supported and everybody ends up with somebody. Nobody is like alone except maybe the old dude, but he's got companionship too.
0: Yeah, I think that I don't know. I I feel this the ending of this movie gave me a a large sense of uh of incompleteness.
1: How so? You mentioned that and I don't understand it. I don't so
0: she's with the the cop, right? And her her sister-in-law is like Okay, you've proven your point. When are you going to, you know, drop this guy?
1: Yeah, that's awful. Kind of thing.
0: And I don't know if it's because he's black or what, if they're trying to say she's,
1: like, racist. That would make sense based on her character.
0: I guess. But, like, are they a good match? We don't know. They didn't give us enough information to really know if they're a good match. Is that relationship going to work? I don't know. I feel. I feel some apprehension for the little girl i don't want her to get attached to this dude and this not work you know what i mean then there's ira and ira's not with anybody really because uh, he'd broken up with that one girl so and like they're not they definitely don't say there's somebody else in the picture
1: huh i thought you said that he was with somebody at the place and I'm cause i used because i i think i think he something. was just
0: next to. he was just next to jennifer aniston because they, okay. they they scan the 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 crowd and they show him and then they show her next to next to him. And like their, their daughter is now like five or whatever. It's been years and she's in the play and you think for a minute, Oh, maybe they're together. And they pan a little bit more and you see the cop.
1: Now here's the thing with this cop. Okay. He liked her. Mm -hmm. He was into her. She completely ignored him again, being selfish. Jennifer Aniston. Right. And now it's five years later and they're together. So there's like a whole untold story there. And I would have to assume that their relationship is pretty far progressed because it's been years. Yeah, but they're not
0: married yet. No. I would have liked it better if they were married.
1: Yeah, I agree. I kind of thought that was the case. Do we know they're not married?
0: Well, she says, like, you know, when are you are going to break up with this guy? It doesn't sound like they're married. Yeah,
1: okay. Well, and he's not there at the end. Right. So, yeah, I guess you're right.
0: Um. Wait, who's not there at the end?
1: The boyfriend. When she's, like, going for coffee with Paul Rudd and her daughter's like, you guys always go for coffee and they're walking Mm -hmm. off. Like, it's not like she mentions having to get home to her husband. He's not like there with them going home or anything. Right, right. Um, but yeah.
0: And then, so Paul Rudd's with this other guy and maybe that's working out, but like the other older guys still in the picture too, like you said, and just there's, there's, there, there isn't definitive answers about the status of a lot of these relationships. Yeah. And maybe that's part of the point, too, is that there are no, like, hard lines in these relationships. Um, and then they walk off together, and it's like they still have this great friendship and stuff, and it's like, okay, I hope that's enough for her. Like, it, it felt rushed, I guess. The conclusion feels really rushed, Like, suddenly it's five years later and we don't have a whole lot of information. We leave off when she's giving birth, when she's given birth. We leave off with her basically telling Paul Rudd, hey, move out. Yeah. And I want your stuff gone before I'm out of the hospital. Like, I don't want to look at you kind of thing.
1: No, she wasn't being like that. She wasn't
0: that mean, but like, she, she said, I think you should be gone before... I get out of the hospital. And she seemed cold Well, she, when said, she said it.
1: She said, you know, so we can move on with our lives. But she seemed cold when yeah. she said it.
0: And I was there and everything, and they seem like they're getting along better at that point. So we cut, hard cut from that to five years later. And now they're walking back and they're like, you know, being friends. Oh, you always get coffee and stuff like that. And it's like, so we go from from that extreme to five years later and everything's resolved and we don't see any of the resolution on yeah, the screen. So a- it's a little jarring and it's hard to know exactly what the status of everything is.
1: Agreed. Yeah, there's there's a lot of unanswered questions.
0: So that, that would be my main criticism with it, but mostly I liked it and I will tell you, I think Jennifer Aniston and Paul Rudd have very good chemistry. Oh yeah, together
1: for sure.
0: And I think that's a big selling point of the movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it. It it was just it's very weird, and her character was annoying. I'd give it a recommend, but
0: I almost would say wait to rent it a blockbuster.
1: I, I'm going to say it. I'm not even going to almost say it. Yeah. Because I don't think it's enhanced by the big screen in any way.
0: I don't think it's enhanced by the big screen. I also don't think there's a rush to go
1: see it. No. No, it's fine. Like,
0: I will recommend someone see something. My recommend of seeing something in the theater is based usually on, is it enhanced by it, but also, is it something, go oh, go out and see it right away. You, right, because it's you, so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't call it that. No. I think it's a wait to rent. I agree. I basically have three rating systems. Go out and see it, wait to rent it, Don't ever fucking watch (laughs) it. Do not
1: waste your time. Yeah.
0: Uh, But that is the episode for the week, Carol.
1: So you can write us at LateFee1994 at com. Yes. Check out our website at Mm www.RetroLateFee.com and share the tapes with your friends. All right. We'll
0: see you next time. Bye. Bye.